You said that women are misguided. We are not misguided. We do not need you to shepherd us. Hello, my sweets. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Let's talk about everything with Jonesy Sweet. Now, you guys know that I am doing a series called Girls, You Can't Do What the Guys Do and Still Be a Lady. Oh, that's a lie. Understand this, ladies. We are currently in a new decade. The year is 2020 and not only do we still battle with racial and social inequality, there's gender inequality as well. Us women are very powerful and courageous beings, yet we are seen still as not being equal to a man, right? We're taught to love ourselves. We're taught to aspire to marriage. We can have ambition, but not too much that it overshines the man in our lives. How do you solve a conflict between two parties if one of the parties doesn't even believe there is a problem or only recognizes it as a small issue while the other party sees it as a large and continuous problem? As women, we battle against ourselves too now, often competing on which feminine race is more attractive, what true sexual femininity is, and who will gain the interests of a man, how how we should dress, and, and the latest fashion trends. Now, I pose a question. Does digital social construct, excuse me, constructs help with, you know, this battle, ladies? The business models of these social media networks incentivizes us to believe a certain way. So it kind of like creates you to, or I guess it, um, it uh, convinces you to, or persuades you, that's a better word, persuades you to believe one way than what you truly would really want to. Now, as I said, it believes you to, to, you know, believe in a certain way in ways that promote speaking often at the cost of listening. So my favorite saying is uh, study thyself to know thyself approved. If you're constantly are listening to what a society says, how women should be, are you truly trying to identify with who you truly are? Individuality and being authentically you is so important. So here's something else I want to say. So are we constantly listening to wrong information and never really channeling what's best suited for us as individual women? Well, guess what? This podcast series is talking about this and it's based on my opinion, on my talk about, on my topic about girls. You can't do what the guys do and still be a lady. And my guest co-hosts, they will basically be expressing their particular individual um, situations or experiences on this subject matter. So my actual um, guest, she is a powerhouse of a woman. She is a phenomenal attorney here in Wilmington, North Carolina. She's known as a bulldog. I'm sure there's other nicknames that she has in the courtroom, but she is magnanimous. Her name is Leanne Quartrucci. I think I said it right. Oh my goodness. I think I did. But Leanne is just, like I said, a powerhouse. She does a lot for the community, okay? 
She really does. Leanne is a fierce community activist and spends a lot of time volunteering, volunteering and engaging in community activism. Now, Leanne serves on so many different advisory boards, the community advisory boards for WHQR Public Radio. Um, She also serves on the advisory board for um, LINC, Leading Into New Communities. Of course, she's on the advisory board for Carolina Law Pro Bono um, Advisory Board. Also the advisory board for Wake Forest Scholarship Committee. She's also on the advisory board of OOPS, which is a great organization. She's also on the advisory board for New Hanover County. Um, And also she's on the advisory board as a former president of Voices Latina. She also serves as a pro bono attorney for legal aid of North Carolina. Oh my gosh, let me tell you this. And she has a passion um, for children and she has a passion for uh, immigration law. She also is a guardian at Lightham. So she also serves, you know, as you know, some she does some advisory for that board as well. Leanne is just, oh my goodness, an amazing woman. I can't wait for you guys to actually hear um, the interview. I actually met Leanne back in 2019 at um, WYCA or w, yeah, WYCA Women Women of Achievement um, Award Ceremony. And I just, we instantly clicked. Um, So I want you guys to listen to this interview. And that way you guys can really hear for yourself. You'll be able to hear the passion. You'll be able to hear the things that she's done here in Wilmington, North Carolina for approximately 14 years. I believe that you guys will gain some knowledge. I believe that you guys will, um, her information that she's going to share is going to be very uplifting and powerful. And I want you guys to take a listen and I'll be right back. Okay, Leanne, Lovebug, thank you so much for agreeing to do the podcast. How are you? How you feeling? What's going on with you? I'm well. I made it to Thursday, so that's yes. always a good thing. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. How have you been? How has COVID been treating you and your practice? Well, um, COVID has been okay for me because it was kind of like things got put on pause for yeah. a couple months yeah. and it really gave me time to sit back and evaluate some things and spend more time with my family so on a very yeah. selfish level yeah it's not been so bad yeah um from a business perspective obviously yeah the court system shut down for a few months so that yeah. was that was a little crucial but but it's been, yeah. it's been overall fun, you know, kind of being with your family, right? Sure, sure. You, you have two beautiful kids, right? I do. And I you've do. been t- you've been having more time with the hubby. Hubby, always a good thing. Yes. He always yes, complains yes. that I don't spend enough time with him. Well, listen, William, you're one of the baddest attorneys here in Wilmington, North Carolina, honey. Uh, you get busy. Well, thank you. You get busy. You get busy. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. As you know, I'm doing this episode entitled girls you can't do what the guys do and still be a lady but we know that's a lot that's a lot so i with you being a badass i could say that and you can curse on the podcast just to let you know okay so you being a badass attorney that you are like your name speaks volumes in the courtroom well thank you you listen you know your words so (laughs) 
I want you to tell my audience a little bit about yourself and I would like for you to kind of shed some light on this topic at hand, right? So give give my audience a little bit of background. Okay. About who you are, what you do, what you accomplish, what boards you're on, all that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Oh, man. You want me to talk about myself, yes. Tiffany? Yes. Talk about yourself. <laughs> talk about yourself. So, um, I mean, I'm a woman, obviously, mm-hmm. in what I would perceive a male profession, male-dominated right. profession. So, mm-hmm. that really dictates a lot of who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally from... The Bronx in New York City, um, which BX. is, yes, it's, it's that's BX. BX. Okay, BX, BX, BX. Yeah. Get me right, get me right, my southern self. <laughs> okay. So, I'm originally from New York, the mm-hmm. Bronx, which is obviously very different than Wilmington, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Um, but I spent the majority of my life actually in the South. So, mm-hmm. I, I left at 17 to okay. go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I lived abroad for several years. I had a very Ooh. exciting chapter, Tiffany. Ooh. Yeah. You're very... You're very versed. You I are well like, versed in different cultures. I Hello. Feel like Where'd it. you go? Oh, so I lived in London, England for a year. Oh my god, mate. Yeah. Oh, that's look. I said wrong accent. No. Really? Really? <laughs> really? You London? Like crumpets and tea. Oh my god, crumpets yeah. and tea. Tea. Yes. Oh my god, why would you ever leave London to come to North Carolina? Right? Oh my god, mate. Oh my god. Oh. Well, you know, there's this thing called a visa, and oh, the right. government and it, will only extend right. it for so long. <laughs> I was too young to think about like getting married to stay Mm -hmm. in another country, but perhaps maybe in a different chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. So I lived in London. I lived in um, Costa Rica. Um, I worked for Association Demographica, which is essentially Planned Parenthood outside of the United States. Okay. Um, And I lived in New Zealand as well for a year, and that was more like just fun. I I ran a backpackers, and I learned to surf and fish and all the Mm. stuff. That I now know how to do, but growing up in the Bronx, those weren't things that I'd ever experienced. So wow, yeah. And then look at you. This is a so law is a second career for me. So my original mm. career was education, and okay. I'm actually K through five certified in the state of North Carolina. I was a first wow. grade teacher, Tiffany. Can you imagine what? that? I can. You can. I can. <laughs> I can. I understand why you changed a job. Yes, I get it. Now you have to deal with adult children. That's right, all the time. <laughs> Because um, you, your specialty, you're, you specialize in family court. So, yeah, you got to deal with adult children. I do. Mm, all mm, the mm, time. Mm. All uh, the time. People get divorced and it's family stuff. I know personally, it is not easy. It's, it's not. very childish. It, it can be. Yeah. It can be. It definitely yeah. can be. Yeah. And, and emotionally taxing at times. Yeah. But ultimately, for me, it gives me good perspective on my life as well. It yeah. forces me to, to reel myself back in sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, Maybe not thinking the best. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, and I've been in Wilmington now, but I can't believe I never thought that I would be here this long, but I am, and it's home now. I've been mm-hmm. here 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I know. And I just turned 40 this year, so I wow. feel like. Girl, lie, time, time, but you do not look 40. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. I appreciate that, <laughs> but I feel like time is just going faster and faster the older I get. Mm-hmm. So here I am 14 years later. Wilmington, North Carolina. Never envisioned my life here, but that's where I am. I always thought I'd be living somewhere internationally. Mm. So maybe right. maybe next chapter. Maybe, maybe next, next chapter. chapter. I mean, yeah. retirement time. Absolutely. And now you have a, a life partner to go with you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about your background in law and any type of, you know, um, advisory boards. Because you do a lot in the community. You I do a lot. 
I think so. I think so. I'm sure there's plenty of people that do way more. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking to you. Okay. Well, (laughs) so my specialization is family law, which encompasses anything with divorce and family. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of juvenile law, which people don't realize is Mm -hmm. part of family law. Right. Um, And one of the most important things to me that I do is um, I'm an advocate for children Mm -hmm. in the system. So I am technically the the Pender County Guardian and Lighting Attorney. And that is really um, important to me. Um, Mm -hmm. children that are in the system Mm -hmm. and so as a result of that I do a lot of adoption work and that is one of my real passions too and a lot of people don't know this but my I've I've adopted two children myself my two older girls um, I met them through the court system when I came to Wilmington and my husband and I were crazy and took them in and then ended up facilitating adoptions and that made me interested in pursuing it as a career because I learned to do it for myself personally and then I turned it into something professional so Mm -hmm. in terms of community activities Tiffany I mean I do a lot Mm -hmm. um I'm on the YWCA's advisory board Mm -hmm. Um, I met you is that where we met that's where we met I was volunteering you were doing the volunteering for women of achievement 2019 last year yeah yeah okay I think I do remember that actually yes yes you you can never forget this bubbly personality no I can't forget it I just um I just, I remember, I do, but I thought maybe we met in other ways as well, because mm-hmm. you're, you're in a lot of, involved in a lot of good things as yes, well. Yes, so. yes. But hey, listen, that's where I met you, and you, honestly, you were one of the few that spoke to me. Really? Not being originally from here. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but they didn't know me, so you know how it is. You know how women can be sometimes. You know, sometimes women are our own worst enemies. That's what you I know think. that. I yeah. mean, this podcast is talking a little bit about that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I mean? absolutely. Um, I mean, I personally always enjoy meeting other women mm-hmm. that are engaged in community mm-hmm. activities. I try to always the way I approach life is. I always approach someone positively. Right. If they reciprocate that, then that's great. I can have a new friend or Absolutely. a new connection. If they don't, then I wasted five minutes of my time and I'll never right. waste anymore. And that's right. the way I perceive it. And right. I also think that just as a general concept, which this may go in line with your series, mm-hmm. I think that women, we have an obligation to uplift other women and share our life lessons with other women or the Absolutely. generations of women below us. So I always feel yes. like when you're in a room... There's nothing, you know, more beautiful than a woman extending a compliment to another woman yes. or, in, you know, engaging in conversation with another woman they may not even know. Because I just think that um, men generally have more networks than yeah. women do. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, automatically, um, it doesn't really matter their their particular ethnicity. They do have a boys club. Absolutely. And we don't, us women, because we kind of have that double minority, we don't always have that support for one another, mm-hmm. which is wrong. It is wrong. But, yeah, they automatically And women are, I'll probably get a lot of feedback for this, but <laughs> women are generally, like, much more competitive with each other. Yeah. And I've never really understood that because mm-hmm. my I'm a very competitive person. Right. My competition has always been with myself. With my, thank you. Yeah. Yes, with myself. <laughs> it's never to say, oh, I'm going to beat that person yeah. because I feel, because me personally, when you have that type, kind of thinking that you're trying to be competitive with someone else, it, it basically shows the type of inadequacy you feel about yourself. Right. And right. I don't feel that I'm less than someone right. else. I feel right. like I'm just as good and capable. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm not good at, I'm going to learn. Absolutely. You know? And we're all working 
works in progress. So, yeah. you know, you need to be focused on working on you mm-hmm. and not competing with other people. Um, but that's my, my personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I try to do anything in the community affiliated with young women um, and girls and empowering those communities. Okay. I also, um, you know, work with a bunch of nonprofits, the mm-hmm. Domestic Violence Shelter. Mm-hmm. I'm on that, the board there. Um, I'm on the board of WHQR, the yep. public radio, because I'm a nerd and I like NPR. I like NPR as well. Yeah. My kids make fun of me when I listen to it in the car, but I try to be educated. And You know, NPR news has come a long way. I used to only listen to it for classical music mm-hmm. when I would actually like do my crossword puzzles. Mm-hmm. When I just was in a mood for mm-hmm. thinking, especially if I had a bad day, that's some of the best focus music yeah. that I could ever think of having in order to like just have you know moments to myself. So I like WNPR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then we're... We're uh, kindred spirits. Hey, yes, we are. What else you want to tell about yourself? I don't know. I mean, I'm a mama. That's very important to me. That is very um, important. You're and a mommy and what else? A wife. I'm a wife. You're, yes. Alyssa, you fly. Thank you, girl. I fly. appreciate okay. it. Okay. I, I mean, you guys it. saw the boots she had on. My God. My God. I do have a shoe problem. Listen, so do I. <laughs> You know, so, um, uh, you know, being a mom is really important to me. I value that. I think that's probably the most important thing I do with my life. Mm-hmm. I one thing about COVID has been that I've had much more time with my children than I have previously had. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being a wife is important to me as well because I practice divorce law. So every day I'm learning lessons that are applicable to my personal life as well and just the strength of marriage and I'm really blessed to have just a really great partner we're the you know yin and yang we're Mm. very very different but it works you know so um, I'm thankful for that Um, and you know I'm a daughter I'm a sister I'm all those things I'm a friend I'm an advocate Mm -hmm. you know I try to be whatever I need to be for whoever I need to be in my life I mean you're all around awesome oh I appreciate that I appreciate it. Now, let me, now, this is the thing. When we get down to the meat and potatoes sure. of this particular episode. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. They might be hard questions. They may not be. You may not have ever experienced mm-hmm. it. You may have. Either way, I want mm-hmm. your answer. So, do you think discrimination against women in the workplace is a real situation? And in your line of work, have you experienced this discrimination or any other unfair situation because you are a woman? And please tell me, how did that make you feel? Sure. Well, yes. Okay. I mean, I think um, discrimination in the workplace against women is a very real thing. Okay. And I know it's 2020 mm-hmm. and people would like to say that that's not true, but mm-hmm. it very much is true i am in you know the law is still a male dominated profession yep the numbers of um incoming lawyers or people in law school are reflecting more women so i think that will change generationally Mm -hmm. um but people of color are still underrepresented in the legal profession women are still underrepresented in the legal profession yep it is changing so Mm -hmm. i want to be clear about that because if you look at the numbers of people in law in law school now is very different from when I was in law school okay, okay. or even like 20 years ago but historically the law was um sort of a career of nepotism meaning that mm-hmm. you know you have a, a a good old boys club right. Thank and you for it. yeah if their granddaddy was a lawyer then their daddy was a lawyer then they were a lawyer and it yeah. was kind of that that wavelength if that makes mm-hmm. sense so women have are really really new to it yeah um but yes i mean i think particularly in the law there is a discrimination against women and then one of the things that i think is very interesting being a woman in the law being a woman in the courtroom is 
almost like to be taken seriously as a woman, you have to sacrifice some of your um, femininity or your your being a woman to yeah. be taken seriously. And I've always rejected that notion because, yeah. you know, I, I like being a woman mm-hmm. and I like being able to do some things that women can do, you know, mm-hmm. like wear nice shoes. Right. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I think it's unfortunate that you can be judged as a woman without even opening your mouth. Uh, yes. And I find that to be true in the law. And there have been many, many experiences that I have had, um, Tiffany, in my journey as a lawyer. Um, you know, I mean, even my first mock trial, I remember walking into the room and every single judge was a white man. Mm-hmm. And I felt just very judged by being a woman and you know I was cute and young and Mm -hmm. I had my cute little skirt suit on and Mm -hmm. it was fitting I had my high heels on and I blew out my hair which is rare for me because who has the time (laughs) to do all that in the morning right and um I just felt like they were looking at me as opposed to listening to me whereas my opponent was you know a man and everything that came out of their mouth I felt his mouth I felt like they were hearing him and feeling him whereas I just felt like they were leering at me and had an expectation of me because I was dressed a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you said this is a Keep It Real podcast, keep right? It so, 100. I mean, I don't feel like I ever dress inappropriately mm-hmm. um, or like thoughty or anything, but mm-hmm. just I think it's okay as a woman to embrace your femininity and Come not, yeah, yeah. So, I feel like that's always been something that I've dealt with um, in this in this field um but fortunately I've never let it make me feel less than Mm -hmm. it kind of has motivated me to to kind of show them that I can compete with them or that I can do better than them or I can hold my own so well honey I told you I did the research yeah (laughs) you a badass thank you when listen I have done research and you know um when people you know, word of mouth is goes a whole lot longer than, you know, what your colleagues say, which mm-hmm. your colleagues say phenomenal things. But on the streets, they're when they talk, they're like, she a badass. Yeah. Bad. You better get her. You better get her. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I have some nicknames. They yeah. call me a pit bull. <laughs> They've called me a pit bull. They'll call mm-hmm. me cute. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm not scared. You yeah. know, I, um. I'm pretty, I can be aggressive. Yeah. And I've sought out some of your legal counsel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're bad. Well, I appreciate it. Girl. You're like my hype girl right now. You hey, me feel I'm like, in the back. I'm in the back. I'm in the back. Go. I feel go like there's here. a soundtrack go right here. now. <laughs> so this leads me to my next question, mm-hmm. right? What are some ways to increase gender equality in the workplace? Especially in your your profession. Sure. So one of the things that I do personally, and I don't know if this answers the question directly, but I do think that women and and girls need more role models and more women involved in their lives. Absolutely. And um, I have always tried personally to young lawyers or new lawyers to reach out to them and Mm -hmm. you know just assist them I mean I was I'll try to do that with women generally but Mm -hmm. definitely in this profession because Mm -hmm. a lot of our idols in the law or the preeminent folks in the law are not women now fortunately that tide has changed Mm -hmm. but you know just think about the Supreme Court in the United States I mean everybody is saying prayer well most people that think like me are saying prayers and holding on that Ruth Ruth will hold on. You yeah. know, RGB will hold on a little longer yeah. because think about who's on the court. And mm-hmm. it's still 
overwhelmingly white men, you yeah. know, but there are women on the court now, and yeah. that didn't, that is really a newfound thing, yeah. if you think about it historically, so there are more and more role models, mm-hmm. um, law professors, you mm-hmm. know, it was very rare to have a professor of color or a female professor in law schools, it was Not very rare, yeah, it was rare, mm-hmm. but now you're seeing so much more of that, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important for women to be able to see that growing in a profession or growing in a workplace and that would increase equality because there would be people for them to look to for guidance and you know I just think I think it's important that you have those role models there and those other people there um you know pay rate is still an issue in the United States like women do the exact same thing as men or more to get less than that's still a very real issue so obviously from an economic standpoint they really need to make pay grades um equal but yeah. uh, you know that's probably a whole nother political conversation for another we can time have it. We can have it. <laughs> but let me ask you this yeah. what role does um in your because you know your private practice mm-hmm. so what role does entrepreneurship play in the terms of women's economic empowerment sure well, I consider myself an entrepreneur, and you, you know I have a private practice now, but mm-hmm. I've worked for big law firms and mm-hmm. small law, mm-hmm. law firms, and I think that women of my generation were never as encouraged to go out and be an entrepreneur and go it at you know go at it on your own. Right, right. And I think that again, it's important to see women like you that mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs that are leading and doing your own thing or women like me that are leading or doing our own thing in our respective fields. Yeah. I think it's important for women to go out on that limb and take that for the next generation. And I think it, I think the title of entrepreneur is something to be embraced. And it's yeah. not for everyone, it's believe not. me, because yeah. building a business is very, is very real. It's a struggle. You know, my first two years of practice, I took a loss because to you have to develop a reputation yeah. and a name in your field, mm-hmm. and that takes some time to do. Trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but stick with it. You know, yeah. it comes. Stick with it. And I think part of that is just making sure that you, you also build a connection of other female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Crossing fields, mm-hmm. you know, like lots of my very close friends are not lawyers, but they're women that are entrepreneurs in their own right. Right. And it's helpful to have that network mm-hmm. to share both the struggles and, you know, rejoice in the achievements as yeah. well. Because um, I've actually things about my daughter sure. that you've encouraged me because, you know, there's some legal things like we're not going to discuss it right now. <laughs> but there are some legal aspects when you are co-parenting that, you know, take precedence. And you want to make sure you do it right so no one can come and say, you know, that's right. Right. So building that relationship with you, building relationships where I can do community work with and introduce myself with other ladies Mm -hmm. who are doing it, who have done it. Because Mm -hmm. in all that getting gained wisdom, knowledge and understanding in life, you cannot gain everything by just doing it yourself. Some things you can't learn in a book. That's right. You can learn it from someone who can just lead you and guide Mm -hmm. you and direct you. Mm -hmm. So you're right about that. And some things you just have to learn by going out there and taking the risk. Yeah. And that might mean that you fall a mm-hmm. couple times. You know, I mean, yeah. I've certainly fallen a few times. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, the same thing I would tell my children, it's never important that you fall. It's always important that you get back up. Right. And as cliche as that sounds, right. as an entrepreneur, you really have to yeah. take that to heart. Exactly. So you fall and yes. That's you right. Say that? <laughs> right. No, no, you're going to get up. Get back up. Right. <laughs> right. Let me ask you this. Now, this part, we're just going to rant because... 
um, I like to keep it real. For for the next lawyer, the next public defender, um, the next uh, person just advocating for uh, women's rights or children's rights or whatever, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? What What's your motto? What's your mantra? What What mm-hmm. do you live by? Hmm. Well, I have a couple of mantras that really move me. I'm trying to think on my feet about what would be, you know, something that would fit directly with this theme. I think, um, you know, I like that expression, you make a living by what you get, you make a life by what you give. Yeah. Um, I've always liked that expression. I like that. Um, You make a life by what you get. Yeah, you make a living by what, what you, you get, get and a uh-huh. life by what you give. So okay. in essence, you I'm know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, I make my living as a lawyer. That's mm-hmm. how I live. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a job for me. I get paid to do it. Yeah. But my life is by what I give, and what that means is what I put into that work, yeah. or what I use my um, skills for, is really what makes my life full, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, there are so many lawyers, mm-hmm. um, but you need to do it with, you know, advocacy needs to be done with passion. Absolutely. And not all advocates do it with passion because it is it is a business and mm-hmm. it is a living. And for a lot of people, it's just that. But for me, it's, it's never been just that. And mm-hmm. that does mean that I work longer hours. It does mean that I do more for less sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important um, to do that. You know, I you know I have lots of li- you know lots of mantras. I have this big sign over my um, dining room. Um, it says, um, "Pray, um, uh, work hard, pray, pray long, love much." Right. Yeah. I like that. And I think I believe that. I believe that you need to work hard at whatever it is you're working on, whether that's yourself whether that's your business, whether that's you as a, a mother, you as a, a, a wife, mm-hmm. you need, and I'm, I'm faithful. I'm very um, open about my faith. I'm a mm-hmm. Christian and I pray. Yeah. I, if you follow me on Facebook, you see it. Yeah. Sometimes I just pray. And that, and, and sometimes praying me stops me from popping off because I have a tendency right. to pop off. Right. I'm a very passionate person yeah. and I love when you, when I care about something, Yeah. I care about something. Yeah. But I think we need to pray much Um, and, and, you know, and love, love. Mm -hmm. I mean, and when I say love, I don't mean that in just the traditional sense. I mean, I think it's easy to love the people you love. Like I love my husband. I love my father. I love my mother. I love my kids. But loving other people, Mm -hmm. you know, is for some reason it's, it's hard for people to do that. It is. And I don't think we'd be where we are as a society or a country if we really just did those things more I mean that is a true testament because what's going on with coronavirus like even though I don't like wearing masks Mm -hmm. I wear it for the safety purposes of someone else who might have a Mm pre-existing condition you know if you have a little bit more Mm -hmm. your neighbors hungry Mm -hmm. hey listen you don't have they don't have to come to home and and eat your food take it to them if they are willing to accept it cut someone's grass you have a single mother who doesn't have a lawnmower cut her grass what is it hurting you you know what I mean just it's like give a little give much you know don't always be a taker mm-hmm. sharing. I think if people had that kind of idea mm-hmm. of the verses mm-hmm. and what I could give, what mm-hmm. I could get, 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 mm-hmm. get. Like I took for this whole, um, I like to read clearly. Yes, I'm a bibliophile as well. So <laughs> I was doing some research and as a single parent, I was like, 
there's so many people that don't even know how to begin when it comes to like their rights with the CARES Act, with the Federal mm-hmm, CARES Act, mm-hmm. nor will they read the, um, you know, the, the executive order Governor the Cooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are sections in there that's dedicated for the working class people to not lose your home, not lose your property, not lose your job, everything. Right. And I was, I started just posting. I started sending people links like, listen, mm-hmm. read it. And those that I know who wouldn't read, I'd yeah. screenshot certain things so that they could help. You could yeah. help them and do you know I had a whole like I was at home and I was like this is the easiest way to file for your unemployment so you can get your benefits keep your claim open yeah it helped I got so many calls I felt like I was at work well that's respect yeah respect but that energy you put out it will I believe that will come back to you it does that positive energy but you know I was you ever read the book um everything I needed to know about life I learned in kindergarten no, but I'm going to now. But, you know, it's like the things you learn in in kindergarten, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be kind, be yeah. honest, help other yeah. people, <laughs> learn to share. Yeah. Like the stuff we should know at five years old, mm-hmm. it's like grown people, y'all failed kindergarten. That's how you Ten act. Times over. That's how you act. Yeah. You know, you fail kindergarten. So mm-hmm. I think if more people acted that way, I mean, just think of children even generally, yeah. like, even with racism, for example, yeah. I mean, children aren't born racist. They are Fair taught enough. to be racist. Yeah. Little kids on the playground, they don't care. They play with everybody, everybody. unless they're taught somebody else. You know, and that's exactly. that's the way you should be approaching your life mm-hmm. is to love everyone, mm-hmm. um, whether they're different than you, the same than you, whatever. Exactly. And, you know, and the golden rule, right? To be corny, yes, it's. But it's true. Like, you treat others how you want to be treated. Why is that a hard concept for people, you know? I don't know why it's a hard concept. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But you know what? To make a difference, you do it one person at a time. I can be the change that I want to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I do fail from time to time. We I'm all not do. perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I can be the change that I want. Because mm-hmm. I can't. If you and I don't see eye to eye, if you're not willing to hear me, you're not going to hear me. Right. But I can be the change yeah. that I want. I'm going to tell you my motto. I say this to myself all the time when I want to give out, get, be down when I, and, and out when I feel like not enough views, when I don't get an acting role or something like that. I say to myself, if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it. Give up your time, your sleep, and your peace for it. Mm-hmm. And if you gladly fret for it and plan for it and lose all terror of the opposition for it, then you'll get it Yeah. with the help of God. So that is beautiful. That is a better, more articulate, more poetic way of saying <laughs> work hard. Yes. Like on top of my, you know, work hard is yes. the first part. You. You need to work hard at whatever you're doing in life and Absolutely. believe that you can. Believe Absolutely. that you can do it if you keep working at it. Absolutely. Thank you. I knew this would be a great interview. I knew. Well, I'm glad that you're pleased. You're awesome. Yes. And I thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Now, my sweets, I know you guys enjoyed that interview. I know that you guys now have a little bit more insight to who Leanne is. Her attorneys, her her law firm is actually here downtown Wilmington. I will be- definitely put that information um, here in the podcast. You guys can definitely read uh, that and actually find links and things of that nature. Now, I knew that you guys would be informed. She's very, 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 very smart and she's well-traveled and, you know, I was just, it was just a pleasure speaking with her, um, you know, getting to know her a little bit more in depth. I was just so honored. Now, let me guys, let me tell you guys a little bit about the basis as to why when I was doing some research in regards to this whole situation, because I wanted Leanne to kind of basically shed some light on like the workplace aspect of things, right? 
So I did a little bit more research um, during this and I was able to kind of get some information on gender equality in the world of work, right? And so the International Labor Organization did a discussion forum called Getting Equal by 2030, The Future Is Now. Now, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, you know, to give you a quick synopsis. So you guys can find the link in the actual podcast description, or you can visit my website at www.jonesysweets.com. So as I was saying, in this discussion, in, excuse me, in this discussion, it provided the following. The effective participation of women in education and training is a particular powerful tool for alleviating poverty and providing economic and social empowerment. Skills for employment not only um, equips women with the capacities they require for specific jobs, but allows them to improve their employability and develop their social skills. They also learn to actively participate in civil society and politics. Now, part of that actual discussion, um, there was uh, some findings uh, through the UN 2030 Sustainable Development Agency or agenda that they kind of got some information on. And it talked about this among among other things, um, a this this agenda provides um, a roadmap for um, making sure that gender inequality and empowering all women and it empowers all women and girls. It aims to end discrimination against women by ensuring by ensuring equal access to quality technical training and skills development and promoting full and productive employment and decent work for all women and men for equal pay for work for for work of equal value. So like I said, that link will be in the actual uh, description of the podcast. And you can actually uh, visit my website and actually see this information as well. You can also download the app. Um, you can also, you know, stream and, and listen to the podcast as well. But this is why I wanted Leanne on because she sets a different precedence in this community. Leanne has received many awards and recognitions throughout her career for legal advisory and community involvement. Leanne was named Wilmington's best attorney for a consecutive three years. She also was awarded uh, the YWCA Women of Achievement back in 2015. Now, I met Leanne um, this year, um, excuse me, last year uh, for the Women's of Achievement. Um, so she's just an all around powerhouse. And, and I hope that this particular podcast series um, enlightens you, helps you. And if you're if you've been dealing with issues like this um, with men or you've just been dealing with that conflict um, of us women constantly wanting to compete with one another, then I want you to share. I want you to download. I want you to stream. Um, I want you to feel enabled and equipped to know that you need to stop that thing. That's thinking, thinking. And I believe that girls, women, ladies, we can do 
what the men can do and we can be equal. And our differences are important, but we should be compensated and we should be uh, maintained and, and, and be equipped just equally. Okay. So guys, I cannot do this podcast series without you guys subscribing. Um, I can't do this podcast without you guys contributing. I want you to please visit me on my website. That's www.jonesysweetspodcasts.com. Oh, excuse me, that's www.jonesysweets.com. And definitely go in, make, put some comments in, um, let us know. Keep me in the know. How do you feel about these particular episodes? I want to know. So, guys, I thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being unapologetically you. There's nobody out here doing what you can do. Feel empowered. Be well. Be great. Until next time, guys.